1: Daily face Podcast comes courtesy of The Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan,
2: with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Biebs-Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 5, Episode 6 of the Daily Face-Off Podcast. As I mentioned on last episode, where we previewed the defenseman with Dylan D. Berthium, Dylan will not be joining us on today's episode, but I am pleased to welcome Michael Biebs-Bondi back into the booth.
0: Beebs, how are you doing today? Brock, such a lucky guy. you Get to test us both. Um, I'm convinced he's just cutting one of us, and uh, he's just like, "It's a Which tree one out? do I? W-? Yeah, it's a, it's a tree out. Um, I'm terrified right now. That's I'm just absolutely I'm so not excited. happening. So excited for goalies right now. I mean, um, you don't really realize how ridiculous goalie numbers are until you really start looking at goalies. Still um, you dive in, take the deep dive. Yeah, and you start looking at guys' numbers over the years, and you're like, "Oh, so pretty much every goalie goes hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold." So. You got to do predictions based off that. It's easy. I feel like Easily. we got to just start skipping years. Like if a guy just had a good year, you just got to be like, he's going to be bad. Yeah, age. you have to know. It's pretty. <laughs> it's obvious uh, unless it's uh, Vasilevsky In that case, you know, just draft him sh- first. Skip every time, right I'll on like goalies, by. of course. Yeah, but also not. We, we we were talking about it before we started. Probably the best episode for D to miss. Um, for those of you who have been with us for the years, D absolutely hates goalies. We have to, like, just because he's not
2: here, we have to say, you know, uh, goys are fucking voodoo about yeah. eight times just for him because that's what he'd say. Before we
0: any- time, he, like, gets to a guy that, you know, he's not anything about it. Or, he's that he's, he's just voodoo. Not goys are voodoo. is the line. It's like me with, you know, Vasilevsky is Vasilevsky, but Yeah. <laughs> um. Those
2: are your two. You guys go to those uh, those lines yeah. whenever... Brock, you'll get your own line one day. One day. We'll figure it out. I'll try to figure it out. I yeah. think my line is, welcome to... <laughs> I'm Brock. <laughs> I'm Brock <again. laughs> Those are my lines. It's not quite as exciting. Also, but- super upset I missed the Risto app. Um, I know. A very Risto
0: line in episode and we totally fucking failed. Sorry, you. we got there. So we're on 56, which uh, this is a very Eric Gustafson. Eric, holla. Holla. That's about it. That's all you'll find. Magnus. I think Magnus Pajarvi yeah. back in the day, yeah back to Magnus.
2: 56 is not a good yeah, number. That's good. like the one that you like break into training camp with yeah. and then try to ditch it like as soon as possible. Magnus
0: is great though for... That's super true. Magnus is great for um, preseason though because he was probably the best player I've ever seen in preseason when he came <laughs> around. He had that hat trick his first game. and It's like, oh, we got a second McDavid in Edmonton. What a stud. We didn't. No. He's shit.
2: No, not quite. It's okay. Good. figured it out. But uh, goalies. I don't think there's any goalies ever wore 56. If I'm wrong, tweet at me. At... Daily face or at Brock underscore Seagate. If I'm I dead want wrong, I don't they think did. I, yeah, I don't think that there's ever been one, but I don't goalies. even know if there's a
0: beer league goalie that's 456. But go yeah. ahead, get us going.
2: Well, you, you know what? Let's let you get us going here. Who do you have one through three uh, goalie rankings?
0: Yeah, well, if um, honestly, I didn't think there'd be an easier one to pick from a position than McDavid, but here we are, um, and it's Andre Vasilevsky. Yep, Vesna winner. Um he's gonna lead the league in wins, likely be top three in goals against, put up a super solid save percentage, get a couple shutouts along the way. Um this is a team who just picked up as their sixth demon, Kevin Shattenkirk. Um they are absolutely loaded, have to use pick up. pickup. Yeah, for like one point two million or whatever, one point five, amazing. Um they're gonna be disgusting this year. It's going to be kind of a replay of last year, if not better, um, I would expect. just they, they somehow managed to get better. They only lost J.T. Miller and picked up three draft picks for it. As
2: long as they stop low ball
0: and Braden Point. Yeah, that's uh yeah bring those guys in. Um, and also, if they can just stay away from Columbus in the first round. Or not Columbus. Who, <laughs> yeah, who, Columbus, yeah, Columbus the in round. the first round. Stay away from them, which they shouldn't have to worry about. But that doesn't matter for fantasy. So, Vasilevsky, number one. Number two is actually quite obvious, too, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people, um, an absolute man-mountain Ben Bishop. He was first in goals or, yeah, first in goals against last year. If you take away Jordan Bingington, if you do the thing that I love that, you know, NBC and ABC will do, we like, this amount of games, 47 starts because Bingington got 46. Anyway, <laughs> but if you take out Bingington in his ridiculous half season, um, Bishop led the league in goals against. Um, he has absolutely no pressure behind him. It's a young, improving defense. We've seen it with high skin in. I'm sure you talked about him last episode yes, for we me. Did. Thanks, boys. Um, We, you know, the pieces are just kind of falling into place there. They are a playoff team. We saw it last year. They're going to get wins. Um, He's likely to get year-round a nine twenty save percentage. He does it year in, year out. Um, And he's a good bet to be your goaltender number one. He's going to get a ton of shutouts. I like this guy. Um, There's not a lot of for-sure bets. We talked about it before. There's a lot of hot and cold dudes, and I think he is one. Um, Number three is someone who... Loves that pattern, the hot and cold pattern. I got Sergey Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky. Uh, There it is. Was waiting for it. I wanted to go there, but um, you know, I just uh, it's no Risto, so I had to let someone get to that level. Yeah, but he second league wins last year, which is crazy because at one point he was getting sat just for no reason. Um, well, for reasons, but he was just reasons are playing bad. But he's phenomenal. Yeah, but still managed to pull out second in league wins, first in league shutouts, and um. This series on a team that we have talked about is super exciting. Has a pretty solid coach and one who's known to be pretty, pretty decent defensively in Joel Quinville. Um Bobrovsky just comes in clearly the number three goaltender to me. I think the guys kind of the top five kind of laid themselves or top four, I apologize. The fifth is impossible, but the top four kind of <laughs> laid themselves out. Um, quite nicely, It's interesting you say that opinion. because
2: I actually have one of your top three, not even in Woo-hoo. my top five. So I, this is why I love Goalie Zone Bobrovsky because it's so, sure it's, is it's not Bobrovsky oh. as crazy as you might think. Uh, I just want to point out that while we were talking about Bobrovsky, somehow my phone heard "Hey Siri." <laughs> oh, and uh, so yeah. I was like, whoa, shit. I looked down, and hey, Siri popped up because you said Bobrovsky ever so gently. I also want
0: to point out with goalies, too, I do believe in getting a very good one, at least one on your team. Um, A lot of people like to neglect goalies. and like, oh, I'll worry about it later. I don't don't know about that plan ever. You know, the one that I've kind
2: of always went with is I usually wait on them. Yeah, Uh, wait
0: for someone to drop the ball, take... uh, Bobrovsky's just so elite. But what I
2: always seem to do is take... Uh, like especially in, like daily leagues, which most of us play in now, is is I'll wait and then I'll take kind of like two number ones, yeah, in like a swing. Like if I I try to get like a twelve and then or just first.
0: Don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, like last year I know. In a lot of leagues, it worked out really well for me because Bishop wasn't ranked as high as so I went. Bishop Dubnik in like every league, and they're both great. They both play like 55 games at least, yeah. and then they both win Except 30. For this year,
0: Dubnik, maybe not, but we'll get there. I still like Dubnik. Yeah, I, mean, I still don't hate him. I mean, he's still getting yeah, starts. And I just have always really liked Dubnik because he plays so yeah. much, but we'll and get to just, it later. I was going to say that's one thing that I it, also, to note on to getting goalie, I love just guys who play. So even even if want, you if they're going to lose... That it's not a big deal if they lose you you, you, no, you just want to all he starts four games in a week and he loses two wins too he's still you know he's getting more wins than Thomas Grice who's 100%. only started two games and might have won two you know, I'm you know he might help the peripherals actually. out a little bit but uh, all right my top three uh,
2: obviously Vasilevsky number one really no question I was worried about it. he was the one who fell out no know. absolutely not I'm not no. that crazy uh, number two I actually have Sergei Bobrovsky now I remember a few nice. years ago you guys were always way higher Bobrovsky than I was yep uh, but my issue with Bobrovsky was always durability he loves
0: Bobrovsky that's one thing i can say
2: 63 65 and 61 starts in the last three years all of a sudden wabrowski's super durable obviously entering his age 31 season things can change with no one really backing him up but I just love Florida. I feel like I might be a little biased here, uh, just because I love the Panthers so much. So I'm gonna hope that Bobrovsky can stay healthy
0: for you know yeah. at least five seasons. We have that. to imagine. We'll know, start with three. Ekblad but. takes that step we've kind of been waiting for for years. I mean, we talk about it every year, but if he can make that step into what we've thought he's always been, that helps the goalie huge. Yeah. He's a, he becomes a top ten D man. I league. like Mike Mathis yeah, and stuff too.
2: I like like I, I think blue solid. Yeah, I think that uh, like so far. It's early. It's just training camp. Uh, obviously, Ty Ratty did things last year, but I, Frank Petrangelo is off to a nice start. Brett Connolly, Frank Petrano, um and Trochak have been a pretty oh. good second line so far. It's bumped Hoffman to the third line. Like they've got some depth. They've got Bobrovsky now. They've got a D that can still take steps forward. A I coach, mean, yeah. I love they've it. got
0: Joel Quenneville, who who we wears, saw what Trots could do last year with just a ridiculous roster. I mean, people were looking at that roster going in saying the Islanders are going to be absolutely shit. They got Leo Comrade. They're the, they're the bad Leafs. You know, they picked up Matt Martin. And look at them. They were just crushing people. Yeah, so, Trotz you know, just a good coached coach him out there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that, uh, I think Bobrovsky's, you know,
2: this year more than anything, I feel like there's a lot of question marks in that. But Bobrovsky to be so many. Starting over 63 years in a row, you're not going to find that much volume from too many other guys. So to me, I think he's, you know, an easy bet to, to start 60 and one of the few guys that can actually win 40 games. Uh, number three is Ready? where I go different. I've got Marc-Andre Fleury. Hey. Uh, I'm just a big fan of the Golden Knights as well. Again, maybe I'm being a little bit biased. Wow. Uh, he's getting up there in age as well, but uh, started 61 games again last year, 35 wins, 251 goals against nine thirteen save saves. Uh, both those rates were down a little bit from his first year in Vegas, but... Another guy, not a whole lot of competition. Malcolm Subban is not really pushing him for starts.
0: He's a a, a backup for life. They know what they have. These guys,
2: you know, again, it's a durability thing, but you could be worried about any single goalie in the NHL getting hurt at this point. Uh, These guys, to me, all three, no competition for starts. They're going to be starting 60-plus as long as the health provides them, and there are three guys that can easily win over 35 games this season. Uh, Now, let's just quickly take a glance here at Dylan's top three. He has Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky, and where he gets different, and I was really stunned because in the last episode we were talking about maybe this is the time where we start to see the Capitals fade a little bit, and I asked, would you want Braden Holpe? Come on. And he said no. No! He flat out was
0: like, no! He top 3 him? And he top 3 braided Brayden Maybe stunned. I was a little too confident about Bishop. I, little, I thought it was a one I, two three. I, I, I will get to a couple points I have about
2: Bishop, but I absolutely love Ben Bishop, and I always will until the end of time. But Did, I have my reasons for dropping him out of the top. Uh, do we have th- reasons
0: for Holpe being in D's top 3?
2: Other than 3 Holpe, we do not. Uh, but before we move on to your 4, 5, 6, yep. I just want to ask... Uh, Was Herman, was that supposed to be Hedman, or is is
0: there a sleeper out there that we don't know about? All right, so (laughs) I have to say, um, it was a little early in the morning when they're asking for D today. Um, I was doing my morning ritual, not paying a bunch of attention, (laughs) went to type in... uh, my my boy Wee Herman, um, in another chat, and it uh it came around to this. No, um, it was supposed to be Victor, Victor Hedman. We were like, uh, either
2: he met Hedman yeah. or he knows a guy we don't know.
0: It. Just he also left secret. Hedman out of his top ten. <laughs> no, I uh I realized that when you're texting, um, names are absolutely impossible because autocorrect wants to change everything. So apparently, Hedman's no. Herman is yet. I tried
2: to tweet out something about Clayton Kershaw last All night. Tweets are impossible. and it uh it corrected to Clayton. Acres, which, yeah. like, I don't even know. And then so. after
0: you, you look at it and you look at Twitter and you're like, is it really worth editing? No, yeah. it's not. You just delete, delete the whole thing. It, and then uh, it, that thought over. never goes out there. Exactly. I understand that. Yeah, but I uh, yeah, hope you have four through six. So I thought that D would have this guy as three. Um, Freddie Anderson for number four for me. It's a guy who's uh, just been an absolute workhorse the last couple seasons, playing on a phenomenal hockey team that scores a million goals. We no longer have to worry about Mitch Marner. Um sitting out. I'm sure you guys addressed that in the last episode. I saw him make the most egregious turnover at a preseason game tonight. Oh, yeah. Not that it matters, I but hope it was he's was so bad. Yeah. You got to put a lot of stock in the preseason. You yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> have to. Tyratty, baby. But Anderson, for me, I mean, it's it. he just bumps himself above a couple of those other guys just strictly on the fact that he, again, you talked about guys who are going to see 50, 60 games, he's right in the middle there. 66,
2: 66, and 60 starts the last three
0: seasons. I see him going down a little bit as we've seen them bring in Michael Neuwerth in the camp, Hutchinson, and I think that one thing they're realizing is not to just absolutely load everything on him because when the playoffs come around, he might be a little tired. Yeah. But um, regardless, I think Freddie Anderson is going to be a key source of wins. He's a steady 915 to 920 save percentage year in and year out. Just a guy that you can depend on. And one thing about the goalies this year for me, I I just need dependability. Um, I don't, you know, I feel like
2: the bottom falls out fast this year, more so than it ever has. Oh, it, does it lo- it ever. It, 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 It's kind of like, uh, you know, not to bring fantasy football into it, but it kind of seems like, like in the NFL, these teams started all going more towards, uh, running back by committees. And now the NHL is kind of trained like goal. Yeah. After goal- seeing what
0: New York did too, I would you not. Yeah, I mean,
2: it, it worked so well for yeah, them yeah. kind of splitting 50, 50 and, uh, like you never saw that trend into football. Now it's kind of making its way to
0: hockey with the whole Sucks committee for thing. fantasy. Um, it's happening in baseball with this closer st- or yeah, starter yeah. things. Just, it's happening it just, everywhere. You just can't ride the think horses about like fantasy guys. Used to guys. Yes. Come on, it's way more fun when guys start sixty eight. Yeah, yeah, do you think I want to keep two goalies on my roster and pay attention? Do I ev- want to every day to see who the starting goalies? It's are? honestly so yes, good yes, for I business. Do. It's so good oh, it's for amazing. Business. Yeah, I was gonna say we should probably shut up before. Yeah, before they listen to us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But number five for me, and this is gonna come as a huge. Absolute surprise to a lot of people, and maybe I'm being just a little too much on this guy, but it's Matt Murray for me. I'm banking on kind of a breakout not a breakout season, but maybe a comeback to a couple years ago season or just come back to March of last year yep. season. And this is strictly what I'm riding off of last year 29 wins, a 919 save percentage, four shutouts, and that's after possibly one of the worst goalie starts we've seen out of someone. This is a guy where people were asking us, Do I drop Matt Murray? mid year and, and and the answer was no the answer was hell no um it's a guy who I grabbed in a dynasty league only because he was so he fell so far down that I could even get a chance to grab him and had to overpay because you know it's Matt Murray um great source of wins he's in Pittsburgh and one thing that that I really love about Murray um that's a little bit ridiculous is last year when their backups were playing phenomenal Casey Smith's putting up a 930 winning 7 of 9 games <laughs> Matt Murray comes back from a head injury, four straight starts. Yep. He wins. Give him the fifth straight start. It was ridiculous. DeSmith just got pushed to the bench, so I love... It shows that they have the confidence in him. I mean, they had the confidence to send the flower out of town. D's boy, Casey DeSmith, for the record. D D loved him, and he should have been. There's no reason why DeSmith shouldn't have been playing. They almost should have went with the 1A-1B combo, but then it's just like, well, Matt Murray's our guy. Um... Back to last March, guy posted a 9.35 save percentage with nine wins in that month. That was enough to propel a lot of teams in the playoffs that were having bad goalie luck, um, myself personally. And uh, at 25 years old, he's right in that range where he's seen goalies really step into their element, break out, lock the league down. He's two years off of a 32-win, 9.23 save percentage year. If he can do the 9.23 save percentage this year, stay healthy. Big question mark, but again, like you said, it happens with a lot of goalies. He can stay healthy. I think that he absolutely can deserve this top five spot on a good Pittsburgh team. They're always good. Um Flatang can stay healthy. Again, huge question mark. Couple things here. Um, I don't love them defensively like I have in previous years, but again, Jack it's, Johnson, terry Branson. Pittsburgh. They uh they get it done. And um, someone who you know is gonna be starting majority he, of their he, games if he can stay healthy. You know,
2: I want to I want to disagree with you. But I I, I really yeah. can. You definitely could there, because that's the reason. Like the upside is so incredible. The, he's not even in my top ten. I know. Yeah, um, that's why I had but, to make a case for him. Because, I mean, just forty five and fifty starts in the last two years makes it makes me nervous. Uh, yeah. I just I need to see him. And the start head problems. That's what it is. Yeah, that's
0: scary. We we've seen that with goalies. We've seen it. You know. Not but a like if for he starts
2: sixty, easily a top five guy. I just I think it's a little risky. I like it. It's bold. Because if he starts sixty, he's a top five
0: deadline. Oh, like, he he
2: wins forty. Like even if wins... they're having
0: an off year, he starts sixty. He's a yeah. top five goalie. Yeah, it's
2: just I I'm not ready to fully commit because like it it they're they're the Penguins. They they're the team that we always talk about. Kind of uh, you know they'll rest
0: Malkin over a, a broken nail or whatever. But for Some like, reason it's the opposite with goalies. They're just like yeah. we're gonna overdo it. There was even weekends last year. I remember you saying this is the time to pick up to Smith for the weekend because they got a back to back. And fuck Matt Murray's coming out doing Saturday Starts Sunday. Both games. Gets two dubs and you're sitting there with your fantasy team like holy shit! I just won goalie stats off of one dude Thanks weekend, a lot. Oh yeah, I picked up the Smith. Oh, of, fuck. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, Brock. Yeah, I used one of my three pickups yeah. all week. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my case for Matt Murray, and there's definitely a case to disagree. Which, which yeah, which like I just I, like is all, honestly, there's yeah.
2: it has, like I it was I was dead wrong the one year. I, I disagreed with you guys about Dubrovsky. I didn't have in my top five. Same situation. I disagreed with you because of health reasons. He played 60. It was phenomenal. It's just like,
0: talent-wise, 100%. yeah, Top five. But Broski, it just needs to be, it just needs to stay healthy. It needs to yeah. play 60 games. That's what it is. And that's what I'm banking on there. And we all know that I'm the wishful thinker. That I am. <laughs> um, but Brodsky, it was the groin, wishful which, which uh, is scary on goalies. And for Matt Murray, it's the head, which is scary on anyone. So um, I, there's definitely a case for it. All it takes is someone ripping through that crease on Philly. Doesn't necessarily like him. Good night, Jibkite. A little little booty to the face, and uh, (laughs) Matt Murray's got himself another cocky, and we're talking about Casey DeSmith, DeSmith, top 15 fantasy goalie. (laughs) Number six, Brock's boy, The Flower, who Matt Murray took his job and sent him out of town, told him to screw off and go put up MVP-like numbers. Mm -hmm. Marc-Andre Fleury, um, Brock Brock hit it. Fleury's consistent. He's going to play a ton of games. He's on a great team. Uh, 35 wins, pretty much sure bet if he can get those starts. He had a ridiculous 9.27 the year before last. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think he's that much of a like he's that great of a goalie anymore. I don't think he's a nine like saying that great. I don't think he's a 9.27 goalie. That's a top, literally that would lead the league in yeah, save percentage. Of, top yeah, of. unless Bingington's there. But um, <laughs> at 34, you know. I love to say a dude's going to slow down, and this guy never does. So, um, I hope he keeps proving us wrong. I think he's a, he's a consistent He's just such such jab, He's just such that. an easy guy to cheer for. Exactly. That's and why. I just,
2: like, it's so easy to cheer for Vegas, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I love watching them. They just look so good, even though they are beating the Abs in um, preseason right now. But, you know what? Beat them now, because we're going to kick your ass during... Sorry, I'm, I'm not... We're going not, not there. Yeah. Um, I'll go number seven really quick here. Yep. Um, just, go for just it. Just while we're here. Showing... More respect than I think anyone will on this thing, on this podcast, maybe anywhere. Uh, Carey Price is my number seven out in Montreal. I'm always high on this guy, and he always... Nah, not always burns me. He didn't burn me last year. But um, Price kind of came back to form after just being very basic for a couple years. On terrible teams, but getting a ton of starts. And uh, we talked about it. We love guys who get a lot of starts. Career, 918 save percentage goalie. Um, He's not the same as he used to be, but... You know, he, he eats wins, he eats shutouts every single year. And he I, I think it's it's hard to say he's not a top five NHL goalie. He's just not on a top five team, is what it is. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a little bit of, of uh, a chance on a guy like that again, probably a little high, but just knowing if he can he
2: had one bad year. I one, mean Yeah, literally like dated back to two thousand He's
0: so consistent. He is the model of consistency in the NHL at goaltending. Dated back to two thousand fourteen. Yes. 9.27, save percentage. Whew. 9.33. Oh!
2: 9.34. Jesus,
0: care you can't do any better.
2: 9.23. He can.
0: One bad year goes to
2: 900. <laughs> then back up to 9.18 last That's year.
0: It's the guy who was our n- pretty much number one. Fun question. How many years? I, I still
2: feel like, like
0: he's probably the best goalie in hockey. Uh, like, I, he, yeah, it's... like,
2: if you, you know, if... If you're, you need one disrespect. win. You need, you need a game. Like,
0: and Montreal's not that bad of a hockey no, team. they're, they're very bad. decent. They're, they're a borderline playoff team in my opinion. And something that a lot of people forget about last season, there's a huge piece on the blue line that was missing with a broken leg for about four months. Shea Weber's got a clean bill of health. He came back. He looked phenomenal back there. And as much as people want to say Shea Weber's slow, Shea Weber's this the guy blocks a million shots, maybe not a million, but uh. Half a million shots. He's huge, (laughs) and he's he's just a massive defensive piece. Oh, it's just like such Um, a big. They they need him. Yeah, you can't deny that he helps Price, and with a healthy healthy him there for at least sixty games, it's gonna help Price. I uh I. As much as I thought this was crazy even before I was talking about it, you just dropped those numbers since 14. And I. I one bad think, year, man. Like, yeah.
2: one year, yeah. literally. And it's not even one bad year. It's one. Ye- like, well, it was one bad it year. It was it's 900. Year, but it yeah.
0: was the only time he's been under 918. And we're talking about goalies here who are having one bad year every second year, every third year. Kid one bad year every like half a decade. And he gets quite disrespected. So let's show our Canadian goalie some love here, you know? Yeah, no, I, I mean. He's not in my top 10. He's I know. He's just outside, number 12. And no one's he's, top
2: 10. He's a low end number one. I just think the Canadians aren't as good as some of these other teams that these guys are playing on. Uh, so the win equity is not quite as high. It's not, but, but he's still I don't that hate the same percentage. Same percentage it, yeah. is, is elite. And that's why he's still a number one fantasy goalie mm-hmm. for me, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so going through the rest of the Must be a of,
0: sleeper on some.
2: Yeah, places. for sure. Uh, going through my, the rest of my time. I love goalies because they're also different. It's great. And I'm, you haven't yeah. even mentioned this guy. D already used him, but I'm bringing him up now. Braden Holtby at number four. Didn't even make my 10. No, for yes, yeah, uh, last five years, 72, 66, 63, 54, 58 starts, uh, has never won less than 32 games over that stretch. Uh, pretty impressive save percentages as well. Again, similar to Price, just one bad year. Uh, mediocre year last year with 9-11, but uh, the win equity is definitely there. Phoenix mm. Copley does not post much of a threat. I, I think you guys are probably seeing a bit of a trend for me here. Very limited threats. Uh, I want guys you know, who can win uh, U35 games. That's how I always target goalies. I want wins. We'll let the the goals against average and save percentage work Figure themselves out. out. You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't oh, worry about it. Save percentage we, has been
0: ass. If we're talking about Price having one bad year. Yeah. Well, the, first, nine
2: eleven last year, nine oh seven the year before, not great, but yeah. 9-20 is the year bef- like three years before that. It's just like I, you know what, like on a week to week basis, it's impossible to really like project what's gonna happen. So I want the guys. You know, maybe yeah. he goes and wins four three, but he's gonna be wins. I can gar- I can I can win that category almost every week. And you know, maybe you have Ben Bishop who has got a two eleven, but the week you play me, he goes up for a two two seventy goals against average and-, and then I beat you. Like it's so hard to project.
0: I want guys to you be comfortable starting- having Holpey as your one? Say hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. But million percent. Yeah. Okay.
2: Like I mean I'm at number five four. Hundred yeah. percent. I am not worried about Brayden Holpey at all.
0: Yeah. That's where he is nice because, you know... his age and, 30
2: season, he's going to start to decline, but I just... doesn't I, really get hurt. No, he's like I said, 72, 66, 66 63, 54, 58 in the last five years. Uh, he's just reliable. I got Frederick Anderson at five. Again, 66, 66, 60 is his first three years in Toronto. He's won 33, 38, 36 games. 9-18, 9 save percentage in those years. Ridiculously consistent. Goals against average is always going to be inflated because the yeah. Leafs do not play yeah. defense. Tyson Berry is not going to help oh, that. Cody Ceci's
0: not going to help that? No,
2: neither one of those guys. But still, whatever. You give me that 977 save percentage, you give me a 9... or Sorry, 277 save percentage, 917... Fuck, I'm all backwards here. Sorry, 277 goals against average, 917 save percentage, and you give me those 35-plus fucking wins, I have Frederick Anderson at number 5. Number six. Passionate about those dubs. Yeah, I do. Here we go again. Ben Bishop. I love Ben Bishop. Wow, I told you I had him in every league last year. I absolutely love this guy. My issue. Brock doesn't like him because he's tall. Yeah. That's what it is. Last three years, 37 starts, 51 starts, 45 starts. Hasn't started over 50 games or 51 games in three years. Uh, durability concerns are definitely there. But who are we talking he, about as their backup, by the way? Anton Hudobin. Okay. Again, who's probably one of the best backups of the league. Yeah. But. Um, I just think that best case scenario, Bishop starts fifty five. Best case scenario, where the guys ahead of him, we're talking about, you get a guarantee, you're getting an extra five six games out of them, and this is and like that's almost guaranteed. Uh, where best case scenario, Bishop starts fifty five. Uh, more likely to start somewhere around fifty, maybe a 50-32 split between him and Hudobin. So. Uh, the win equity will still be there. He'll still, you know, even his last or sorry, first two years in Dallas, 26, 27 wins, even without playing a lot. So he's a guy that can easily uh, win thirty five games if he played enough games, but he won't. So win equity's there, but his save percentage, goals against average, absolutely dead. Nuts. Dynamite, phenomenal. Was great Elite. under Jim Montgomery last year, best in the league. So, you
0: know, uh, as much so as I said, could do that the, the goals Roman Pollock led def- yeah. defense.
2: As much as I said that the GAA and save percentage will figure itself out, uh, Bishop, to me, is a little bit of an outlier in that situation just because he's so good and can still win 35 games. And here's... We haven't talked about this guy yet, really. Jordan Biddington, yeah, number 7 from an 8. Uh, 30 starts last year, 24-5-1. 189 goals against average, 927 save percentage. Simply ridiculous. Uh, Simply. To me... What I'm looking at is twenty six playoff games, sixteen and ten. It didn't stop. Two forty six goals against average, nine fourteen save percentage. I think that if you look at those numbers and and take those for what they're worth and you apply those to Ben or to Jordan this top year, talent. Yeah, that's fine. I don't I don't need Jordan Bennington to exactly. go one eighty oh, yeah. nine, nine twenty seven for me this year. Give me He's, sixty starts at that. Give me 60 Oop. starts at a 246, 914, you're winning 35. The way he pulls
0: shutouts out of his ass, you will have 18 yeah. somehow. Yeah,
2: and, and the Blues are still going to be great. Yeah. They just won the Stanley Cup. They didn't get worse this year. They didn't really get much better, but they did get worse. Uh, so, to me, you know, give me the 246, give me the 914. I am totally, totally comfortable with Jordan Biddington in my top seven uh, at those rates because, like I said, Jor- you know, Jake Allen really not going to pose too much of a threat anymore. Yeah. Uh, but let's just take a quickly look at uh, Dylan He's got Frederick Anderson at four, Mark Andre Fleury at five, Ben Bishop at six, and Jordan Biddington at seven. So uh mine and his top seven are actually exactly the same. Yeah. Like not sorry, exact same seven, just uh, a little bit jumbled up. But same seven guys. You are the only one that went a little bit off the board, but gotta do you, it. You've made you've made your uh opinions yeah. about those guys. You got me and, questioning and
0: it. Bishop off of the off the kodobin back him up but at the same time if, uh, he does have those elite other stats um we could see him jumble he around did, there but he uh a
2: 197 goals against average like crazy give, give me a break Uh, Eight through nine, though, let's
0: let's kill it. All right. uh, Binnington, for me, at number eight. um, There he is. I originally had Tukarask here, and then I realized that I would just so much rather take a chance on Jordan Binnington than Tukarask. And now I don't even have Tukarask in my top ten. So that just shows how uh, the editing (laughs) process goes here. Binnington
2: was just like, I'm so much better at Tukarask that... He can't even beat
0: you. At first, I was sure. trying to be devil's advocate. I'm like, oh, no, there's no way. You can't repeat it. And, and and then you started looking at numbers. And then I did the same thing as you. I put the playoff numbers with the regular season numbers. I'm like, fuck, that's, that's, that's about a full season. And then I'm looking. I'm like, my God, he was just so elite. Um, this team just seems to get it together and have it together. Now, it's something that we are just waiting to happen. In worst case, they do bad. Just have Robert Bertuzzo fight someone. They'll figure it all out again. Um, it's so crazy to think that Bennington allowed more goals in the playoffs than he did in the regular season that's absolutely wild and, he's, <laughs> and he had a very good playoff so it's like <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: that's what I'm saying it's wild uh, it
0: shows how I. Well, uh, he was at the point during the regular season where I was I think verbally getting mad after every single St. Louis game because you knew the guy who picked him up in your league was just getting actual shutout after shutout you're like you're doing it again and it was five stupid. shutouts and 30 starts silly that's just give he's gonna do
3: it again put it across cg 2 he's getting about 15
0: um Ten across sixty for sure. <laughs> Number nine for me is uh, Peke Rene at thirty six years old. This is someone who we have said for years: UC Soros is looming over him. He's going to take his spot. Blah blah blah. I've been doesn't like, seem to happen.
2: I've been fucking driving the UC Soros trade for like dude, for I'm, like
0: three years, and I've been sitting just behind you, just, just pumping it too. Like the, the fucking.
3: And conductor. I'm still behind
0: it. I'm not coming off it because Saros is a phenomenal goalie, but also so apparently... I saw to tweet today. He just doesn't age. Suber update. UC Saros. Still fucking good. <laughs> still unreal. <laughs> still the, the best one-two in the league um, when you put them next to each other. It's ridiculous that you could have your first goalie go down and be like, well, honestly... Now we're just going to try one and probably have a better chance. Regardless. That's you why
2: on? UC Saros is one of my favorites, because you get yeah, him laid awesome. every year, yeah. and
0: it's, he's one Pekka injury away from being a number five goal, Uh-oh. like a top five fantasy goal. Absolutely, yeah, and, uh, and 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 he's proven it. It's not one of those guys where you're sitting there like, oh, maybe once he gets the starts he can do it. No, this guy's proven it. Anyways, I'm not talking about Saros, talking about Pekka Renny. So at 36 years old. it's um, a guy who just doesn't stop doing it. Um, he's been the model. Do it, do yeah, it, he's do just been it. straight consistency for fourteen years. Um, averaging a nine twenty one save percentage over the last three years. <laughs> he's uh he's almost a sure bet at thirty wins on this team. They're uh Nat Nashville is gonna be a playoff team again. They've proven it year in, year out. They've gotten a lot better this year. They're fantastic. Yeah. Um yes, they lost PK Subban, but it's almost like that's gonna help them, um, and help Rene defensively. Who would have thought? Yeah, that's saying I'm not I mean, Subban's great, but Reg- don't
2: say Fabriola slider, right?
0: Yeah. No and watch, he'll be phenomenal. It's just what happens to the Nationals back end. But for me, you know, Rene's just one of those guys where he's going to be good. And, he, and, and I, even if they don't work him a ton this year, that does work out good for him. He is older. He needs a couple rest days. But when he is playing, he's worth this ninth spot in my top ten. Bro, in, tw- in
2: 2017, Saros is going to take over. Rene starts 61 games. Yep. 2018, Saros is going to take over. Rene starts 59 games. 2019, Re- Saros is going to take over. Rene starts 55 games. Stupid. So... It's treading towards a fifty start season for Pekarida, and he's still probably gonna win thirty games.
0: And I'll take that. Just knowing that I can maybe stash Saros later and just have an elite one two combo. Slip another decent goalie in between there. You're laughing in the middle of ten years. Grice and UC Saros, said, I I'm fine. You're fine with that. I'm fine. Know, I'm we got fine enough starts that, going through there. We'll talk about it. But um number ten for me and I don't
2: even like Talbot Grice. I know. I just love UC Saros and Pekarina and the Nashville Predators that much. Uh, sorry, before you move on from Rene, no, uh, nine eighteen, nine twenty seven, nine eighteen save percentage over those three seasons too. So like, there's a reason they can't get him out of the crease.
0: Yeah, he's it's, phenomenal. He's not ridiculous. letting them, and I don't think he's going to for at least this year. But even if he does, I mean, that'd suck. Then I'm then not. I'm done. And I'll say it finally happened. I'm and done. So Saros here next. Exactly. Year. No, this is the thing. I'm done. Like I'm
2: done. touting Saros. Like it, it, he's Rine's starting fifty yep. this year. Saros is getting thirty two.
0: I'm done. So you know what that means? Saros has started fifty this year. You I mean, know yeah. Just because I am done. It's like the second we get off Nino Niederreiter, he's gonna have a. I am not doing it. I'll never get off that point train. season, but no. that's okay. Um, number <laughs> to lead the league in points. Honestly, it'll happen. Um, mark it down. Number ten, though, I wanted to put a couple other guys here, but there, you could just switch so many dudes in and out. Oh, it's so interchangeable at this point. Had to show some respect to one of my favorite Windsor alerts in the league, Philip Grubauer. Oh my! Starting God. goaltender for the Colorado Avalanche, also. Won a Memorial Cup for our Windsor Spitfires. A um, little fun fact well, about I'll him. let me press the button here.
2: Windsor alert!
0: There she is. Grubauer uh, is someone that we saw kind of break out towards the second half of last year. And someone who could have been a sleeper candidate last season coming in. A lot of people had him taking the starting job after a season where he almost took the starting job from Holpe the year before. Um, well, he did take the starting job. He started game one of the playoffs <laughs> did so two years odd. ago. Did not do well. He's like, I'm
2: going to go win a cup.
0: Um, proved last year that he is the number one goaltender that this team can rely on. Um, I mean, he's he's <laughs> not a for sure bet, but I'm gonna I have to have a lot of faith because uh, I think it's Jeff Frank Coors, who's Pavel ba- Pavel, Pavel Frank- Frank- Coors, Coors. I should know that who's backing him up. Um, Hl All Star, but you know another huge question mark kind of Frank-
2: g- numbers though. In I think it was the KHL. Yeah, KHL his last year. I can't pronounce the team he played for. Ch- no, Shh Sh- Chella big s- tractor. I, th- I think you hit it. He went 15, 11 and five, but he had a one eighty goals against average and a nine forty six save percentage. <laughs> the previous year he had a one forty three goals against average and a nine fifty three save percentage. He uh nine eighteen in the AHL last year. Uh I I tried to sleep on Frank Kuz and I got I got lit up. Apparently yep. he's pretty fucking good. Yep. Uh but
0: I absolutely love I mean
2: Grubauer. Like every time I plugged Grubauer's... like you know, Rand Grubauer's projections this year, they popped out and I was looking at him like, fuck, he's like a pretty much a top 10 goalie. Yeah,
0: with that team too. You gotta, you gotta assume. I'm every not, time I'm I'm not put even it wishful thinking. I'm like, Colorado is a, they're a playoff team. they he did it.
2: He, he just yeah. missed my top 10. But every time his numbers came up, I'm like, like all, all, I had yeah. to keep double checking him like, is he this good? And then I kept going back. I'm like, fuck, he's fucking good. And the
0: thing was, what he did in the regular season, I mean, he, he looked that is much it, better in it, the playoffs. He yeah. and, and, and that's where it really solidified it for me. going into the playoffs, I was still thinking what's gonna be the plan next year. Varley's going. It should Colorado bring in someone who, you know, is someone they could depend on, but no, Grubauer proved he is that number one goaltender. Five shutouts a season ago. Um or he's uh he, three shutouts. Sorry. sorry. Three shout outs a season ago. He's a guy we're with a full set of seasons. Sorry. I haven't projected for about five, a nine 15, save percentage, easy 30 win guy on a playoff team. If he's starting,
2: it's funny. You say nine because he's never posted a save percentage under nine, like, or, or, or like below yeah.
0: that career, nine twenty one. Like it's, which is it's crazy. Just, it's incredible. If he could do that, and yeah, the me being given him nine fifteen is that's still a phenomenal season. And well, we were just that's saying, just it would be, I think he will get worn a it'd bit. Be but. A a it'd, it'd be
2: fine if Biddy did give us a nine fourteen to two forty six. Give me the same, same shit for Grubauer. Grubauer. Yeah,
0: and this is a team we saw it last year. If people think, and these are the same people who are like, oh, the McKinnon line's gonna sl- that line's not slowing. This team is There's not no slowing down. Slowing There's no slowing down. And hilarious, you mentioned that Tyson Berry's actually gonna you know hurt. Anderson, a little bit on here. I have written as the first line Colorado has actually gotten a little bit better defensively, and all it says is see ya, Tyson Berry. Yeah. Because I loved him. Phenomenal player, put up points, but he is a total liability defensive. Something that helps your goaltending. Um, Doesn't hurt it. Definitely doesn't hurt it. It, it, you know, it's, it's not like gaining a Shea Weber here. It's like, it's like yeah, I don't know. It's we'll see what Kale McCarr can do defensively. He looks so last year. Like you, you got to have a lot of hope, but at the same time I don't think he could be as bad defensively as Barry was. So um, <laughs> yeah, addition by subtraction as go. they say. But uh that's my 10. It's a little crazy. Um nhl.com thinks I'm an idiot, but I think nhl.com <sighs> I'm not that, is that worried about, me about me. nhl.com.
2: Me neither. Um Number eight for me is where I get different. Haven't talked about this guy yet, Connor Hellebuck. Yep,
0: he's my sleeper, so uh, I
2: had to... Oh, well, so we'll talk about him a little bit later.
0: Yeah. Uh, but no, in def- go, but, go off, King.
2: Well, no, just uh, all I want to point out is, realistically, uh, I'm basically as low as anybody on this podcast can be on the Jets. I think that uh, what happened to their defensive core this offseason is not good And they for just men. lost Bufflin. Uh But they Hellebuck, to me... Just can't get worse than he was last year. Like, he was so good two years ago. Nine or 236 goals against average, 924 save percentage. But even in a 44 wins, exactly. And then even in a really bad, down, awful year, 290 goals against average, 913 save percentage, and still 34 wins. 913 isn't bad. That's we're talking again. We said about Bainton. Let's get a
0: 914. It's that was a down year for him. Still won 34 games. All you know, did they? He faced so many shots last year. Yeah. Did, did they you look at those numbers?
2: Oh, shots against highest of the league,
0: 2051. By all yeah, by Most ninety-three. Yeah, 93, yeah, 93 more than the next guy. Also allowed the boys goals, but it's a lot of rubber. It it. Yeah, you're having nightmares of shots at that point. Poor guy. Have to be.
2: Yeah. Uh, but to me, I just like if that's his floor, totally fine with it. Did the Jets get worse this offseason? Yes. Yes. Can Hellebick be better this year? Yes. Yes. If he can win 34 last year, he can win 34 again this year, and his rates have to be a little bit better. If
0: he gets a little better, he can win 40 pretty easy. That's what
2: I mean. Like, so he's a top 10 net for me. Uh number who did I sorry. Uh number nine, Tuka Rask. Uh, you didn't talk about him. Nice, either. made a case. Good. Uh, I support it. The concern about Rask, and I tend to agree with it a little bit on your behalf, keeping him out of your top ten, is just the presence of Yaroslav Halak. Uh, we saw that so really affect Rask last early last season. Yeah. As the, as the season wore on, not so much. Uh, but Rask again, everybody loves to blame Rask. His last three seasons: two twenty-three goals against average, two thirty-six goals against average, two forty-eight goals against average. Really good rates. Save percentage has never been that amazing, uh, at least recently. Has uh, only been above nine fifteen once, but has been at nine fifteen twice. Uh, I still think that you know he's only started 45 games last year. Injuries played a factor. Uh, he starts probably 50, 55 this year. You think 55? One of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I think I just, I just don't believe in Halak as yeah. much as he showed last year. Uh, he really faltered down the stretch. So I say you know give. Let's call it 52, 53. Yeah. We're still talking about 30 it's a good wins team two playoff games. team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, comfortably have Rask in my top 10. Uh, number t- uh, number 10 is Pekka Renee. Not much to say. You you said it all. I said it. Added on top of it. I love him. Absolutely. I love Saros. Uh, the numbers are there to support uh, Pekka ride beat in our top 10s. The boys
0: supporting the old boy. Absolutely. Uh, and then let's talk about D's really quick
2: before we fired over to the Blue Stones for a break. Um, Duke Arras, number 8. Connor Hellebuck, number 9. And Matt Murray, number 10. Yeah. So, uh, me and D almost had the exact same top 10, give or take, you know, kind of shuffling guys around. But he, he changed it just ever so slightly at the end there. But... All right, let's fire it over to the Blue Stones, which uh, we had actually somebody reach out to us uh, on Twitter asking, where the hell can I find the guys you played during your breaks? Uh, And I sent them over to Spotify. So if you guys are listening to this podcast and absolutely love the Blue Stones, head over to Spotify. Just type in the Blue Stones and you'll be able to listen
0: to all their music there. Yeah. Uh, they are phenomenal. We absolutely love having them be a part of the show. It's funny because we pump them up, and and people will ask me even in, in public, and I'd be like, oh, like like like, you, who, how do you how, who does your music, whatever? And, right. I, and I explain, it, and they're like, oh, just like local guys, whatever. I'm like, no, these guys are legit. Like, I would listen to a lot of. The, I, I do listen to a lot of stuff, that, like when I'm at the gym and stuff. It's really awkward when you see them in public, yeah. and you're like, I'm gonna see you right now. There was one point <laughs> when Be My Fire was on, and and, and in Canada here we work out at Good Life's and it's on like the Good Life general running thing, and the video was on. And and the lead singer goes to my gym So all I'm thinking is like Please walk in man And it would be amazing Just your music videos just on playing, the screen the And you're just coming in But no they are uh, They're phenomenal They keep getting better I, oh, yeah. uh, It's they're been great to be associated with them it Really, you know, I'd like to
2: say that we uh, we, we promote a little, uh, a little bit We help a little bit uh, Every little bit counts Or helps I guess uh, But it's A again, bunch of
0: Windsor alerts Helping each other out
2: Exactly So enjoy they're the fun. Blue Stones We'll see you guys back here In 60 seconds And don't forget the daily face off podcast this is brought to you by oncharge enjoy the blue stone see you back here it's a
1: more voodoo be my fire baby be my flame baby be the softly burning embers to december in
0: Episode six of the Daily Face Off podcast. That is my thing.
2: Welcome back. Well
0: Yeah. It's like know with, uh, Welcome back to you. It's like you're meant to do nineteen eighties radio <laughs> Yeah when, uh <laughs> you <know>. Ooh, ladies <laughs> <what> <laughs> Welcome that? back, it's Brock. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I should have been oh, this there. is D's usual comeback spot, but yeah. But he's not
3: here,
2: motherfucker. So it's me. Welcome back to the Daily Faceoff Podcast. Wow. Five, Aggressive. I love it. Uh, let's get right into the breakout goalies uh, for 2019-20. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to actually just start because you had talked about him already. Uh, for me, it's Philip Grubauer. I think he's one of the most obvious cases uh, for breaking out this year, strictly because it's a little bit limited when we're talking about goalies. If you look at Philip Grubauer's numbers throughout his career – uh, specifically the last three years, 19, 28, 33 starts. Not a guy who's played a lot of games. So now he plays 60, clearly there's room for him to break out. Mm-hmm. There's not much of a reason to say that he won't break out. He has all the opportunity in the world to break it's pretty out. hard not for him to break yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And he's going to be given the you opportunity to do that. it. He's, he's posted numbers that show that he is capable of it. Again, I like Philip grubauer to be very similar to what he did last year yep. 264 goals against average 917 save percentage you even said 915 i'm fine with that you give me a 275 well, and a 915 day. like that is now we're talking basically frederick anderson who for a lot of people is a top five goalie 275 915 yep anderson might be 275 918 but whatever what's the difference right you are talking you know we're talking peanuts. one week yeah yeah so Give this guy 60 starts. Similar fucking numbers to Anderson. Mm-hmm. Very similar. So there's no reason for this guy not to be, you know, the obvious
0: breakout. I just wanted to get it out of the way because he's so clearly yeah. a breakout candidate. Uh, and, and for Dylan, he gets has- to get excited every time uh, Grubauer does that crazy split thing, too, that they love to address on every single broadcast. Yes. Just a heads up.
2: Yeah, it's basically like broadcasting one on one when group hours of the day. You have to talk.
0: It's it. like every single time Matt Stafford or Clayton Kershaw plays in relatively the same time, they have to mention they're from the same high school. Just that played family. baseball together, best friends. Anyways. Uh, I actually
2: sports. saw. I retweeted a tweet yesterday. It was like Chris Hogan plays the cross. They
0: love that one. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. Yeah. Oh. This, this is a hockey podcast. There's so, certain gimmies, but Philip Grubauer can do the full splits. Is one of them you're going to get. Um, <laughs> and
2: Carter Hart is a stud. That's yeah. another one you're going to get. Uh, and that's Dylan's breakout. Nice. Uh, Thirty pins. games last year. 16, 13 and one. Two eighty 17 save percentage. Uh, Dylan didn't really provide us with too much information, but I think again Doesn't like Carter to. Hart or sorry like Philip Grubauer, Grubauer Carter Hart obvious breakout. Guy that's going to get 60 starts this year. Very limited competition uh, from Brian Elliott. Maybe let's call it 55. I'd say probably wins 30 games this year. Uh, y- again, another guy who we're talking about, 283, 917. If he can just maintain those numbers and win 30 games, he's a guy that's a very capable number two uh, yeah.
0: fantasy option. If we're talking keeper leagues too, die the hell out of this guy. Might not have you know this might be his breakout year but um if this isn't his breakout year next year he's going to Yeah gonna like I say
2: I'd say if this guy goes and wins 32 games and posts a 245 and a 918 it's a
0: breakout. Oh absolutely that's a breakout. And then take next that. year
2: he might go like like
0: we're talking guys who are splitting games this year I'm going to take a guy with 32 wins all day. Absolutely. Andy has a cool name like Carter Hart but um my breakout someone who kind of just falls a little bit behind Carter Hart on maybe the goaltending prospect list but um it's kind of the next... He's, he's the silver medalist here on, on Goaltending Prospects. It's Mackenzie Blackwood out in New Jersey. We've talked about it on this podcast. We think New Jersey is a team that's going to surprise a lot of people. They filled some holes. They're looking a lot nicer. They picked up a D-man named P.K. Subban, who I was ripping on a little bit earlier. But I was ripping on him on Nashville. That's a team with six phenomenal D-men. He moved to New Jersey, who need a little bit of help on the back end. Um, but... Current ADP is somewhere around, I believe it's like the 170s. I don't even know if he's being drafted. And 170 isn't even drafted in most leagues, by the way. Um, He's the 39th ranked goalie on, um, I I believe, across all drafts right now. At 22 years old, this is a guy who we could see taking the starting job in New Jersey, in my opinion, easily. Number 39 uh, goalie off the board right now. Brutal. Brutal. Um, 22 years old. Got a 23-game showing last year and put up a 918 save percentage. 23 games is enough of a showing for me to kind of start to believe that this is something that this, that this guy could definitely do in the future. And uh, that was on an absolutely brutal team a season ago, a team that was basically playing for a draft pick. Not basically, they were playing for a draft pick. Um, Corey Schneider is the one thing that stands in the way of Mackenzie Blackwood. And I'm talking about this guy in a little bit deeper drafts. Um, but Schneider has just been terrible the last couple of years. I, I, I loved him before. He was a guy who it seemed like would get shit on, but um would still put up the numbers and just get so many shots in them. But in the last three years, he's had a 908, 903, and 907 save percentage. We talked about Carey Price getting absolutely dropped off the board for a 900. That's, you know, kind of around where Schneider is... Those you. There's a lot of goalies in this league that can easily put up above a 910. And I don't think New Jersey's going to put up with it for very long. They don't owe him much more. He's 33 years old. Why not get Blackwood in there? As much as I do think this team is improving, I'm making a lot of speculations. I do not think they're still a playoff team. Yeah, that means, I mean, just, on the, just yeah. on the outside, look at it. But, that means, ah, you know, Taylor
2: s- Hall made it by himself. They had Jack Hughes and PK Super. I think so they, they could be. And if be they, they
0: are, if they are. Um, also, it helps it helps Blackwood as well. Clearly, the better goalie out there. And if they are going to the playoffs, they'll ride him because you know you got to play your best option. And if they're not, you're going to ride him because he's your goaltending prospect. Blackwood kind of lines up well with one of these guys that you know you could take as your third goalie. That by season's end, I think can bump up to a two, which is a you, you could huge almost break take him, him as me. your
2: fourth goalie yeah. right now. The yeah, way he's ha- being drafted,
0: oh absolutely. You could you could just watch him on the if waiver wire for the first week, but he might take that job in a week. Um, Schneider went a hole 365 days without a win. <laughs> I forgot There's about no that. There's no reason that he can't do insane. that again. That was insane, and it happened, and it's something... Uh, I don't think... I think that the, the the string or the straw, whatever we want to call it, just the line is just so short. And uh, the leash, we'll say. That's yeah. that's the, the leash, term we're looking for. Why am I just referencing... Yeah, it shows string. His straws. line was very short. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Small line on the guy. I'm I'm ripping on him. G- poor G- he's a ginger, and I'm talking about his small line. Poor guy. Um, but uh, on that note, Brock, uh, who's uh who's your we'll try not to f- fed people yeah. out here? I uh, yeah.
2: that's all right. Uh, so I'm actually a little bit higher than the Cor- on Corey Schneider than seemingly everybody. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's probably closer to like a 45. 55 split in Schneider's favor. Yeah. However, best case. Best case for Schneider. For yes. Schneider. Uh, however, when I plug in a 50 50 split into my projections, it actually gives the Devils three more wins. So, I mean, obviously, my projections are not foolproof by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but three more wins by playing Blackwood. Six more games, seven more games, I believe. Uh, what if you play him ten? Yeah. What if you play him fifteen It's clearly the better option. Well, if I just gets hurt like he I has just, every year. To me, to me, what's gonna happen this year, and it's gonna be, and I love Blackwood, and D- I know Dylan loves Blackwood, and now I definitely know that you love Blackwood. Um, my fear, I think, what's gonna happen, and I could be dead wrong, but I think what's gonna happen is Schneider is gonna play just good enough hockey. To kind of just keep fending Blackwood off. Scott Darling style. Essentially, uh, he's just gonna be good enough to keep hanging around. It's not gonna be great. It might be a 9 12 save percentage, uh, but he's winning games. Yeah. I think it's like I think it has to go really wrong for Schneider to take or to lose a job completely.
0: But, In my opinion. But I could be dead wrong. Yeah, for me, it's just, um, I love, again, I, in, in keeper leagues, this is someone who I definitely want to keep an eye on. Someone you can just take a chance on if you are in one of those deeper leagues. Um, and someone who needed to be addressed, in my opinion, on this podcast.
2: Yeah, I just, I, I, I oh, absolutely. I think he's great. Uh, I have him a little lower... Uh, Than most, just because I do, I just have just this weird feeling about Schneider this year. Just it's being, a weird team for
0: sure. Yeah, like it's, it's just, just a, a weird type, If anything, this teams. is more a keep an eye out type thing. It's not, I'm not saying dr- go out and draft. The I guy. think you could absolutely I draft Blackwood as your him.
2: third goalie. And just pray for first if you have really good top two you
0: can and even just ride him off his starts he should be good enough i mean he had a 918 we talked about that should get some easier some easier matchups early on as well absolutely yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna ease him into play they're not i I think it's a solid solid
2: breakout uh breakout pick uh all right in in deep leagues let's go to sleepers uh d has david riddick uh, current ADP is 25th among goalies. Uh, I sorry, 28th among goalies. I have him ranked 25th, so a little bit uh, higher. So yeah, I mean, you can consider that a sleeper for sure based on my rankings. Uh, I really like David Riddick because I am not the biggest believer in Cam Talbot. Uh, the Flames have come out and said that Riddick is the number one guy. Cam Talbot's looked at as more of a backup option at this point in his career. Uh, but With that being said, we saw David Riddick get the ball as the number one last year and and roll, 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 and yeah, hit the biggest wall. I think this is going to be pretty close to a 50 50 split, but I think also that, I mean, his current ADP is higher than Talbot, so the public is on it. I really thought Talbot would be drafted higher than Riddick. Uh, So we'll see how it plays out, but I think Riddick, you know. Okay, draft day. Who are you taking, Riddick or Talbot?
0: Riddick all day. Yeah. So, I mean, he's being drafted as but number I've also three. I've been burned by Talbot the last seven years of my yeah. life.
2: He, he's, being dra- he's being drafted as a number three right now, high at number three. I think he could easily be a number two this year. So I like that pick uh, from D. Continue with the Sleepers. Minus Carter Hutton, which to me seems crazy. It yeah. was not the guy I anticipated talking about no, as a Sleeper. or
0: ever telling anyone in the draft, I imagine.
2: At all. Uh, but Hutton's ADP right now is 38,
0: like 38th among goalies, right? Thirty-eight. Okay. Not 38 overall. No, 38th among goalies. Yes. Which is more ridiculous than him even being 38th overall, I think. They're both ridiculous, but that is more ridiculous. Yeah, They're both a team. We're talking about a team that was... Like the fourth. He's a fourth fantasy goalie option when he's their clear number one starter. Did anyone miss that this team was in the playoffs three months in the last year?
2: Uh, Yeah. They missed it. Anyways, he's ranked 38th among Sorry, goalies. Go I have him 21st overall among goalies. Uh, He's the, on question number one on a team that's getting better. If you listen to the D... Their
0: D is just forming out great. Yeah, if
2: you listen to the D episode, uh, you've got Colin Rasmus up. Dali just ready to be uh, the unquestioned number one there. Yeah. yeah, and Brandon Montour at the end of last year. You still have Rasmus wrist aligned Risto! You, you have Colin Miller, who's maybe not the Sorry. greatest defensive defenseman, but this team's gotten better uh, this year. Hutton did have a rough first year. Marco and, Scandella. Come and that, that might be the, the reason he's dropping so far. 908 goals, uh, 908 save percentage, 3.0 goals against average. Not ideal. But on question number one on a team, I just told you that I
0: all I want is starts. And yep. he's going to get those starts. Do I think he's going to be great? No. He, he had maybe hot stretches last year where he would he'd go on a run, and, and there there was times when I I know I owned him, so I kind of went through the ups and downs. But there was times when I was considering, you know, this is my number two goalie, and I was comfortable with him. Um, that's what I'm saying. He to me yeah. is a number two goalie, and right now you could get him
2: as a number four. So go into drafts and take. I'm taking two him solid over goalies. Mackenzie
0: Blackwood. I'll tell you that.
2: Yeah, you fuck take both of them. I don't give a shit. Um, Bad. Maybe not if you want four goalies. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, I was like, "Who?" No, but like you could easily get two other goalies first, mm-hmm. and then take this guy as your number three, and be totally content when he ends up being a number two. Now you got a number one and two number twos, and you're dominating goalie categories every week.
0: Yep. Who do you got? Connor Hellebuck. Yep. Kind of mentioned already on the podcast, but uh, you know, I feel you should go back and attack it. NHL.com has this guy currently as the number 16th-ranked fantasy goaltender. We've talked about how bad those rankings are, but i I, I got to say it again. The number 16th-ranked goaltender. Last um, cur- 9 currently again,
2: number 8 for me. And his current ADP is 14 among goalies.
0: Ridiculous. Um, you know, this guy was facing more rubber than... I'm not even going to say it. Um, you know where you could go with that one. But um, <laughs> more rubber than just anyone in the whole league last year. Just over... Absolutely, Anyway, We're not going to touch it. Um, but it seems like everyone had him as the number two, maybe number three goalie in the league last year. For sure. And why not? He had forty four wins um, on what was a good Jets, a team. way better
2: Jets team that he's played behind now. But yes,
0: but even you know, even if. It, that's forty four at, at, at an age twenty four season now twenty six years old. Um, I think he's going to be one of our classic cases of a hot cold hot cold hot cold, hey, hey, hot, there cold. It is. voodoo. You know, it's it's got to work for someone. Uh, Winnipeg is absolutely terrible defensively, but in the end, um, he's going to take a huge volume of shots. We saw it happen last year, as I mentioned. Um, there's guys like Carter Hart um, being taken before him that I just I cannot justify that. Um, it's just. For uh, to, to put 13 goalies above a guy who actually it's not too much of a stretch for him to get 40 wins just makes him a huge sleeper for me. Um, I uh, I got him at 56, 67, and 63 the last three years. They're clearly committed to him. Brock hit it all. I'm not going any further on Hellebuck. Um, you know, just show the kid a little bit more respect. My opinion.
2: Uh, the last sleeper for
0: me. And sorry, I totally agree on Hellbuck. Just don't want to talk about him. No, so much I don't even more. want to talk. I realized as I was reading everything. That's why the whole it. thing. I'm like, eh, eh. but no, he's yeah.
2: He's going. You know, we talked about. It. He's in our. He's in my top ten. Uh, he's being drafted as the 14th goalie off the board right now. Just doesn't make any sense. Um, the last one I want to talk about is Devin Dubnik. I mentioned on the D episode, yes, and please, you were here. So far, now. that Minnesota is not going to be great, but I think. Minnesota is gonna surprise some people. I think that Minnesota isn't as bad as everybody's making them out to be. uh And you actually did miss this one, and it's great. I bold prediction: Matt Dumba leads all defensemen in goals this year. I
0: just wanted to lay that one on you. If he could stay healthy, he was on last year. When he's he was on got a twenty-one on pace, pace last year. and he's a, he's a power play beast. Yeah, but he's, he's I'm fantastic. sure you guys talked about it. Um Super Bowl, but I, I mean, it's not crazy. I like it. I'm going with it. We'll see what happens. And he's going to get a ton of usage this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. So, right now, Devin Dubnik's ADP,
2: 18th goalie off the board. That's a low-end number two. I've got Dubnik still in my top 12. I still have him ranked as a number one fantasy netminder. To me, his usage is as good as it gets. He's absolutely elite when it comes to that. Four years, for four full years, I should say, in yep. Minnesota. 66, 63, 59, 66 starts. Doesn't get much better than that. He's won 32, 40, 35,
0: 31. Remember when Edmonton traded him away for a sixth round draft pick?
2: Yeah, it was horrendous. He they could use that. Went 918, 923, 918, 913. Last year being his worst year in Minnesota. But he's clearly just a stellar net miner. In my opinion, yeah. I've always been higher on Dubnik than most. Sure, he's thirty-three. He's sure,
0: giving Minnesota you all reason to, though. It's I not just, like he hasn't done that. Like he, the numbers are there. He'd be, if Minnesota got significantly worse this offseason, which they
2: did, I'd be out, be totally out. But their blue line is arguably yeah, one of the best got worse, in the league. But they're still strong. Yeah, Ryan Suter, Matt Dumba, Spurgeon. Brodey, Spurgeon it's, is so underrated. Oh my it's god, that top four is maybe the second or third best top four in yeah, the people NHL. People forget
0: that they were a team when Vegas was looking for anyone that was falling out. It was Minnesota who was having to protect their D because their was phenomenal. Sure
2: was not going. To, they lost Alex Tuck to keep that. that. D together.
0: Which I can't blame him. Um, no, I think you're right. And I think a lot of people... I just think... Not like, a lot of people. I think everyone's forgetting that Matt Dumba was out for majority of the year. When he was in, that guy was a beast. So Oh, that, he only played 33
2: games. Yeah, and then, and that helps later.
0: Dubnik cross the board.
2: Yeah. So, I just... To me, he's always been a guy I'm high on. Uh, again, maybe a little too high. But... Uh-huh. I hate Minnesota, and I
0: love that pick.
2: I could... Cr- Come right now, hey, you but you can take him like as a number. You can take him as a low end number two. Like you, you don't even have to be like, oh, boom, he's my number two, and take him among the first number twos off the board. You can wait on him right now where he's going and have him as a number two. And I he could, like, like
0: I said last year, I did Bishop Dubnik back to back in a lot of leagues. It worked out. Great! I can guarantee he's that guy. There's always one where people when they're going, you're getting in the later rounds and you start scrolling down the player list. He's that guy that's like, holy shit, what's he doing there? And then you triple check, you Google him. Is he injured? You know, did something happen in the off did, did he get in a legal did trouble? Entire blue
2: line just die. What happened here? No freak accident.
0: Yeah, because I even even when I was looking at the overall ranked guys, he was he was one of the most 18. obvious ones. I just hated to focus on a Minnesota player, but. Yeah, pick, I know Brock. you're
2: not a big uh, big Minnesota guy, but you could legit in a draft take, you know, Jordan Biddington as your as your number one, seventh goalie off the board, and Devin Dubnik as your number two. He's ADP eighteen. I don't wait that long. I take him at sixteenth goalie off the board. You got Biddington, mm-hmm. Dubnik. Then you add in um I don't know, let's say uh Mackenzie Blackwood, a Carter Hutton. Like, you could legit, on draft day, end up with Biddington, Dubnik, Carter Hutton. Yeah, I think it's... it's and a, you're you're laughing. And you didn't reach on any of those guys.
0: It's more a year, as much as we talked about kind of not being as top-heavy, it's more a year where you can steal guys later in rounds, and it seems like you're going to find some talent. And there's going to be some chances that you take, and a lot of these guys... Not a lot. Some of these guys, it might not work out. But, um, you know. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, I might as so well go know. right into the, the bus here for a second. Yeah. If we're thinking that... Minnesota isn't good, and Dubnick's dropping to 18 <laughs> among goalies. <laughs> John Gibson is currently being drafted as the number 10 to fi- or 10th goalie off yeah. the
0: board, and and we love John Gibson. Let it be known as great uh, as goaltender, a phenomenal goaltender, one of the best in the league. Anaheim's dog shit, one of the worst in the league. They're, yeah,
2: like. I feel bad for him having to play for them this year. And this is another guy with durability concerns. You feel I mean, bad. last two this years, year, did you 60, see what last year was having on 60, 60 starts uh, two years ago, 57 starts last year. Impressive. But last year, 917 save centers, 284 goals against average. Um, I mean, if there's concerns to be had, it's it's on Gibson. Yet he's going eight spots ahead of Dumding. I just, to me, those don't make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so Devin Dubnik is a steal for me. John Gibson, I got I got to it a little Ineheim prematurely. Didn't like
0: sell like sell. It, like it, it's known that this is a throw it year. And a throw it year never bodes well for anyone, um, fantasy wise, but especially not the goaltender. Yeah,
2: there's you know, moving some young guys into the into the offense and it's just like I, I again, Gibson to me is a uh is a solid number two yeah. fantasy netminder, but I don't 10, hate having him. I just hate case. him at
0: top ten. And top ten is your is someone's number one goaltender. That's exactly yes. A yes. Huge um, issue unless yeah. you're playing in an eight person league, and in that case, just stay away from John Gibbs. But uh, let's go back
2: to you here for a second. For, uh, who do you got
0: for me? I had to attack someone who left my Colorado Avalanche, um, and is deserves to be attacked here. Um, my bust is Simeon Varlamov. I just realized I haven't dropped one nickname all episode. That's going to change next episode. But um, being taken, only sport four spots behind Connor Hellebuck. Um, and then in caps, I have, are you effing kidding me? Because that is absolutely ridiculous. It's a guy who had 44 wins a couple years ago, and varlon was being taken four spots behind him. As what is, I don't know, Brock, pro- couldn't we say Thomas Grice's backup? We could probably say he's his backup at this point. No, I think I mean, it's probably like a 1A one. Like, they're, like they're okay. just going to go 50-50.
2: Robin later was one of the best goalies in the NHL last year and barely made a 50-50 split. Like, they had, there's no, they they do not mind, like, later played 43, started 43 games last
0: year. Yeah. This is a guy who's being taken before.
2: He had a 9.30 save percentage. 215 goals against
0: average. So he only went 25 games. Why would they switch anything? They're not going to. Grice is
2: going to, Grice is going to start his 50%. Yeah.
0: And that's just the way it's going to go. It worked. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nope. He's being taken before guys like Carter Hart, Brock's boy Dubnik, Philip Grubauer. Wait for this one, wait for this one, wait for this one. My top six, Matt Murray. Jesus. He's being taken before even Thomas Mrazek for me. Peter Mrazek. Yeah, not Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) My first names are off on goalies so much, much I care. But Peter Mrazek, and Peter Mrazek's on a playoff team and they're number one starter. And and like... But it's not yeah, saying that worst Barlamov case scenario, isn't, It's a buddy. 50-50 split yeah.
2: in Carolina. It's just... You know, like, to me, it's just...
0: It, that's just where I'm saying he should be. He should be hanging out next to Mrazic there. So not, which, that's like the 120s. Where right? I've got
2: him on Yahoo's ADP, 21st goalie off the board. Uh, Probably a touch too high for me as mm-hmm. well. He... But Grice is in the same boat. You, I think we could put these two together... Yeah as both busts yep. uh 21st and 23rd goalies off the board on yahoo right now i have a ranked respectively at 27 and 34 so both number three net miners uh, we talked about how volume is important to us win equity is important to us neither one of these guys really has nope.
0: it uh the Everything went well for the Islanders last year. Yeah. There's
2: no way they repeat that. Absolutely. Semyon Varlamov is not Robin Lehner.
0: Also, what I was going to say, Robin Laner came in averaging above a 920 on a shit Buffalo team. Yeah. Semyon Varlamov, like Grace Varlamov great, came in Grace with a, a 909 on a playoff team. Yes. Grace had a great year under Trotz. For sure. Phenomenal. Can he
2: do a 927 again? Probably not. Is Grace a 927 and can, and, goalie? No, he had an God, eight, no. like 97 no. the year before, but they were the worst defensive team ever. Yep. Trotz helps. Trotz will help Varlamov. Fine. I think we could but find a comfortable But when you're starting 41 medium. games, who gives a shit?
0: Yeah. It, it doesn't
2: matter. Yeah. Take him as your number three goalie. Take your 41 starts. Don't take him as anything more. He had an more.
0: 898 two years ago. And he's hurt every year. Honestly, yeah, he has bad I would grind. probably
2: rather have Thomas Grice yeah. as a third netminder oh, than sure. Semyon Varlamov as a third netminder. Definitely yeah. more than, than Semyon Varlamov as a number two netminder oh, because he's, he's going to get hurt. And Thomas two Grice two probably starts three. 50 this year. Yeah. Like really? No, I'm I'm right there, and he—they're just not going to be that good. At the end of the day, there's just no way that any of this continues. There's no. uh, Last year was such an admiration. Yeah. There's just no way that this can keep up. I get that Trotz is great. This team's just not that good. Yeah,
0: and 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 this is one where. you know, it burned us last year. We said that it wouldn't happen. And, and, and you know, we could say Pekka Rene, he always burns us because he keeps... But this is one where I, I'm with you right there. There's no way... Those were unsustainable numbers. Phenomenal, yet unsustainable. Um, my bust, Simeon Varlamov, out on the island.
2: Can't disagree more. Uh, Carey Price is Dillard's bust. Uh, both s- sixth
0: year in a row?
2: Yeah, he loves just ripping on Kerry Price year in, year out. Uh, you know... I'm not as high on Carey Price as you are. I don't think anyone I'm is. I am not as yeah. low on Carey Price as D is. Uh, to me, I just don't think Montreal's that bad. I rattled off his numbers earlier in the show. There's just no way that Carey Price is
0: a that goalie bad. Goalie. Uh, yeah, right now, sorry. his
2: ADP is 8 uh, among goalies. You had him even higher, I think, or right uh,
0: around Yeah, eight. I'm at uh, number 7. Yeah, so...
2: I have him at twelve, so to me, he's not a bust. I think John Gibson going as a number, like to me, Carey Price is still a number one goalie. So he's yeah. going as number one. He is a number one in my opinion. Um, John Gibson's going as a number one. He's probably a low end number two. And That's as someone who
0: put him at seven, I can see D's case for sure. D, D's on the D's always on the opposite side of me on this one where i'm looking for you know those great years out of price and where d believes he has those bat that one that bad year yeah kind of he thing. just thinks that it's all coming yeah out. which is uh which is fair too because it has happened so i could see his side um where of course i do not support it but. all right
2: we there's a couple guys i just want to talk about really quickly before i fire it over to my interview with chris abbott from odd shark uh, Martin Jones, right now, current ADP is 60, 60th among net miners. I actually have him at 13, uh, so a little bit more value there. Jones, is Martin Jones a good goalie? Probably no. not. Is San Jose unbelievable? Probably. a uh, Good fantasy goalie? Always. He'll get a bunch of wins. Again, uh, start volume, win equity, very important to us. Uh, one guy that me and D talked about a little bit on the D podcast was Henrik Lundquist. Uh, right now, current ADP is 19. Among goalies, I have him at sixteen. Lundquist is a guy I really like this year. Uh he is I think the Rangers are gonna be good. I think the Rangers are gonna be better than the Devils. Um, I think that if one of those two teams make the playoffs, it's the Rangers. You don't I think, think
0: Gorgiev uh battles him?
2: I think he does. Hmm. Uh but, but I'm comfortable I enough more, that he's still I getting 50, 55 right? In Lundquist and Gorgiev at this point than I do in Schneider Blackwood. Blackwood is great, uh, but I just think the Rangers are a little bit better, and I might be off. uh, But I think there's, I just like their team a little bit more. uh, And I might be wrong about this. Uh, I just, I think Panarin is is so phenomenal. I think that that top line is going to be so dominant. I think Truba is such a fucking great addition. I think there is going to be a lot of.
0: Tony D takes a big step forward, I believe. If
2: he signs a contract. I just think, I kept saying it on the D podcast. Lundquist needs another kick at the can. He's got two years left on his deal. Like, this he's is, not this, done by any no, means. No, but these next two years, this is all Lundquist has got left. And yep. maybe this is it. Maybe they make the plus and, and, he, and he calls it quits.
0: Maybe Pecorini. I just think that Lundquist is
2: such a solid number two. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, number Another guy I want to talk about, Antti Ranta, a guy I was so, so high on last year and I still am. Just not quite as high. He's rated as a 20th goalie I, uh, on my rankings as he's being drafted as a 20th goalie, so I think that's perfect. Just got to stay healthy. I like the Coyotes. We all do. Uh, then the the last one I just wanted to touch on really quickly before we head out. Uh, Robin Later. Obviously, yep. he was phenomenal last year. Yep. Now he goes to Chicago where he is getting a split time with Corey Crawford. Currently, Robin Lader, 22nd goalie off the board. Right around where I have him. Just not enough starts for me. Uh, and then obviously, the Trotts is not going to be coaching that team. Uh, Um, Chicago is nowhere near as good defensively.
0: Crawford's a very good goalie.
2: Yeah, and Crawford, yeah, exactly. He's just, if he could stay healthy, I think
0: it's just such a 50-50 split that to me those two still really yeah.
2: they saw each other off which is unfortunate it's just
0: really hard to even chance any of that i agree i don't know have 40 win team i think year? you're gonna 40- piss yourself off more dealing with it than you would just letting someone else deal with it so yeah like chicago wins For 40 games this
2: year probably right like 42 like <sighs> what are that, they yeah. yeah like what do they win 20 each
0: yeah they're definitely on a downswing i mean no one can deny it. Um,
2: they just... Well, like, just like last year, like, the power play was so insane. Yeah. It's like... And I think they're still a pretty good team, but I just... I, I still don't really envision them being a uh, playoff team. And they're not the they're Blackhawks spl- we're used to. When they're splitting time, I just don't really see it. Um, you know, we can still talk about Jonathan Quick. Uh, we could still talk about... There was somebody else I wanted to talk about really quick. Jo- Jacob Markstrom. Jacob <laughs> Markstrom, however you want to say it. Yep. You got... You got... Miko and Mike Smith, all those guys. We haven't really had a chance to touch on, but it's time for us to head out of here. Um, so, if you have questions about any of these goalies, again, as always, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach me, Brock, at Brock underscore Seagitt uh, on Twitter, or at Daily Face Off, where I will always answer you. Or you can reach us at DFO Podcast, or you can reach Beebs Bondi at, at Biebs underscore Bondi,
0: or is it just is it Biebs Bondi? No, I'm just straight up at Biebs Bondi. No, I square. uh, you I locked lock that Bondi. thing down. Long ago. So, if
2: you again, if we At- try to touch on as many goalies as we can, but in an hour, it's very difficult to talk about all of them. So, I hope you guys enjoyed season five, episode six, the goalies preview episode. Uh, we are going to fire it over to the Blue Stones now, but stay tuned after the break. Quick interview with Chris Abbott yep. from Odd Shark, where he talks about some of his favorite. Prop bets for goalies Uh, The interesting thing About goalies though Is it also really Correlates well with teams So we're going to talk About team bets That we like as well Uh, Teams to win Specific divisions Teams to win Certain amount of games How many points Teams are going to have All the interesting Prop bets So stay tuned uh, For my talk with Chris Abbott Find out how you can win A little bit of extra money Because obviously When you're tuned Into the DFO podcast You're winning your Fantasy leagues And taking in all that cash And then Now all of a sudden You're making more money Yeah Bet with Chris Abbott. So I'm Brock Seagin. We got Biebs, Blondie, Dil D Birthview not here, but Beebs, It was fun as always. Yeah, been great talking about net fillers. This is the last
0: position preview episode. Now we get into the fun shit. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, now you can't yell at us saying you have a draft this week. Um, you need this position because we got you. We, yeah, we, we got you. We've we covered, covered them all. all absolutely. And uh, yeah, but I'm gonna sign off now.
2: And can you please fill in for Dil D you with the well, I heard you whisper
1: To all your friends I heard you telling
2: episode 6 of the daily face out podcast i'm now joined on the line by chris abbott of odd shark how's it going chris it's
3: going great brock how are you doing man this must be an absolutely crazy time for you guys getting ready for season long stuff
2: yeah it's weird like every year it seems like in september i'm like oh i've got so much time you know the season isn't gonna start you know i've got time whatever and then all of a sudden we're like 14 days two weeks out from the start of the season it just it seems like it arrives so fast i'm never ready for it even though I've been doing it for like eight years now, it just seems like September just all of a sudden is over and the season starts. So um, even like I've got a couple leagues where people are like, yo, when's our draft? I'm like, you guys are in a rush. And then I realized yesterday, I'm like, holy shit, we are we got to get on this. So yeah. September sneaks up on me a little bit.
3: Yeah, for sure, man. I've got to draft this coming Sunday night. So I've got to sit down now and I've got to go through all your podcasts and make sure I win all the money for my buddies.
2: Perfect. Yeah, no, it's all about the money and oh, bragging rights too, I guess is important. Uh, but speaking of money, uh, we're going to talk about some futures bets um, to do with goalies. Also, um, since goalies and teams kind of correlate so well, maybe a couple teams that you like uh, their future odds heading into the season. So uh, why don't we start with goalies? Where are some of the bets that you would uh, be laying money in the preseason?
3: Uh, right now, I'm seeing three different categories for goalie futures. Uh We've got uh, Vesna, we've got wins, and we have got best save percentage. So let's uh, let's start with uh, wins and save percentage, and move to Vesna at the end. Um, for most wins, that's an interesting one because I look at um, the list there. It has Vasilevsky plus plus two ninety, Freddie Anderson plus five fifty, uh, Carey Price plus twelve hundred. And uh, I think the Leafs are going to play Frederick Anderson or at least try to play him a lot less than they did last year. So one thing you got to look at when you're doing this is the number of games that the goalie played the year before, because obviously you have to play a lot of games to have the most wins. Um, So that's why I think uh, even a bet on Martin Jones, a plus 550 wouldn't hurt. Uh, Is Carey Price going to be able to stay healthy for the whole year? And then the two guys I've got my eye on, uh, kind of long shots, both at 12-1, to 1, Marc-Andre Fleury and Sergei Bobrovsky. I think Florida is going to surprise some people this year. We're just used to them not being very good. Um, but they've got one of the best head coaches, most successful head coaches anyway, in NFL. NFL. <laughs> you can see what I've been doing in <laughs> NHL history. Uh, and Marc-Andre Fleury plays a ton for Gerard Glant in Vegas as well. So both of those guys at 12-1 to 1 are kind of exciting to me. And I do think, you know, Vegas... And Florida have some pretty good years this year. What do you think?
2: Yeah, um, I know on this podcast we've always been pretty high on Vegas. Um, in this episode, we talked a lot about uh, Marc Andre Fleury, how much we like him, uh, me specifically, and then we we're also very high on the Panthers and Bobrovsky as well. I think I've got Bobrovsky ranked as my number two goalie in fantasy and Fleury as my number uh, three goalie in fantasy. So I like both of them a lot. Both guys that should play over 60 games and then that. Um, you know, should turn into some pretty good win equity. So um, Fleury was the guy I actually really liked at 12-1. to 1. Obviously, Vasilevsky uh, is the odds-on favorite um, at plus 290, and there's, you know, a pretty strong chance that he ends up leading the league and wins. But uh, in terms of, you know, good value, I really like Fleury and um, Bobrovsky. Yeah, I mean, he, he had injury history in the past, but he's started over 60 games three years in a row. So hopefully that continues. And um, either one of these guys getting over... 60 starts they both have 40 win potential and you know if you can win 40 games you can lead the NHL in wins
3: no absolutely uh I mean just looking at last year Vasilevsky had 39 Bobrovsky 37 Freddie Anderson had 36 but he played in 60 games and I think that's more than they they're going to want him to play in Toronto this year at least that's the talk early uh although Michael Hutchinson didn't do himself any favors in the exhibition game in Ottawa this week um and then like I said Martin Jones had 36 wins um which is interesting because I do see San Jose as uh, not expected to make the playoffs to, uh, based on the odds anyhow, which I found very interesting. They were like plus 115 to make the playoffs or something like that. So, uh, But moving right along into the save percentage conversation, this is one where I really like Ben Bishop at 7-1. to one. There's a couple of reasons for that. Dallas, I think, are a team that's coming along. They're getting better. And uh, they play in the lowest scoring division in the NHL. And I think that really helps out a guy like Ben Bishop, who's already a good goaltender in a team that plays a structure that should allow him to succeed. So I, I do like Ben Bishop to have the best save percentage at seven to one. And uh, you look at guys who have done it before, and he did last year, he had a nine thirty four save percentage that was tops in the NHL for qualified goaltenders. So that's my that's my favorite pick in the save percentage conversation.
2: Yeah, our views are perfectly aligned right now because Ben Bishop's a guy that I absolutely love. Um, in terms of fantasy, he's a little bit more risky because he does have injury history, doesn't always play a ton, so I wouldn't like him to lead the NHL in wins, but you only got to start 25 games to qualify for save percentage, and he'll definitely do that. And like I said, he did it last year, and his save percentage over the last three years has just been exceptional. Um, another guy I like a little bit, a uh, bit of a long shot, is Philip Grubauer. He's been just superb throughout his NHL career as a backup Finally, getting mm-hmm. a chance to be uh, the number one guy in Colorado. They should be a little bit better defensively this year. Um, and at 12 to 1, I wouldn't mind putting a couple bucks on Philip Grubauer and just hoping it works out because uh, I'm kind of all in from a fantasy perspective on Grubauer. So I'm better, I might as well just be all in all over the board and hopefully I'm <laughs> right and then it pays off a little bit.
3: Yeah, put all your eggs in that basket. And then again, the same, the same guys. Like you've got Flurry there at. Ten to one, uh, he plays in a, a, a team that has a very strong defensive mindset, um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that. I mean, he's got the same odds as John Gibson, and uh, based on what Anaheim saw in terms of shots headed their way last year, uh, I just think that's insane. So I think Flurry at ten to one there is not bad either.
2: Yeah, I was. I'm pretty surprised to see John Gibson that high. I mean, phenomenal goaltender, but just that team should be. Terrible this year. Um, mm. Even Varlamov, I mean, he just hasn't had a good save percentage no. of years. The Islanders, there's no way they can replicate what they were able to do last year. Like those guys, I wouldn't be anywhere putting close to putting my money on those guys at ten to one.
3: No, definitely not. Uh, same with Matt Murray. Like, yeah, I know he's got two Stanley Cups, but he uh, he doesn't get me excited. I don't know how defensively strong the Penguins will be. Like Frederick Anderson at plus seven fifty, I don't like that at all because the Maple Leafs have shown time and time again that they can't get the puck out of their zone and eventually one's going to get past you um, when you get good opportunities so look for teams with good structure and look for teams that uh, don't let up a lot of shots from uh, home plate as they like to call it.
2: Yeah, and the one thing about um, Anderson, he's phenomenal. He's going to get you a ton of wins. Um, but his three years in Toronto, I think his save percentage has been like 918, 918 and nine eighteen. <laughs> so uh, while yeah. you know the consistency is there, and a the nine eighteen save percentage is great, um, that's not going to be enough to win um, you any money in this bet.
3: No, definitely not. Um, uh, not for me. So that's why you know I like Bishop. I like the fact that that he plays in that division. He'll play a lot of games against teams that aren't you know going to be super offensive squads like i don't think the jets are going to be overpowering uh i don't think nashville is going to be overpowering chicago i think is going to have a good offense but uh on on the whole i think dallas plays in a, a good division for that st louis are, are kind of rebuilding i guess a little bit or retooling if you'll call it mm-hmm. from their stanley cup wins so um yeah i i like dallas i like dallas to do a lot of good things this year not just in that
2: yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm high on Dallas. I really like the Pavelski edition. Uh, Corey Perry. I mean, obviously not the player he once was, but as a third line player, uh, he should be a great complement to what they've got in that top six right now. I love the Stars this year. Miro Heiskin is getting better. I just I absolutely love the Stars across the board.
3: Yeah, and you're not going to turn down Corey Perry on your power play either, right? Like he's uh, he's going to be valuable, and maybe a change of scenery rejuvenates him a little bit. Things have been tough in Anaheim for a couple of years, so yeah. Um, you know, that's one of those things you kind of forget about is that Corey Perry's in Dallas. Now, mm-hmm. um, the Pavelski thing, I think people, uh, are going to get, I, I think a lot of people who know hockey know that Joe Pavelski's good. I don't know if they know how good he is and how hard he works at it. So, uh, yeah, those ads by Dallas, man, oh man, they're going to be tough.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but who do you like winning the Vesna this year?
3: Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to Florida. I think, uh, Sergey Bobrovsky is, uh, going to have a lot to prove and this Florida team, they're going to be good, man. They're going to win a lot of games. They already had a good core there, and uh, they've had some you know, kind of coaching flux over the last few seasons, um, some questionable decision-making by management and ownership, but they've done the right thing in bringing in Joel Quenville, who's a proven winner. Uh, he made good goalies great in Chicago, and uh, if he's got a great goalie, I'm a little bit uh, scared for the other teams in that division, in that conference. I think they're going to surprise some people. Uh, plus they're going to have the benefit of teams coming into Miami and kicking it on the beach the night before. Same thing as why why Vegas always gets the advantage, but Florida just hasn't been able to take advantage of that. Um, Looking at maybe kind of some long shots for the Vesna. this is a bigger list. First thing that jumps out at me is, uh, there might be a lot of goals scored in the NHL this year because these guys don't give me a whole lot of confidence. No. Nope. <laughs> a lot of these numbers. But, uh, you know, Rask at 20 to 1. I mean, he's outstanding. Boston plays a, a style of game that really uh, lends itself to goaltending numbers being good. But he kind of split the workload last year with Yarrow Holak, and I think they're expecting to do the same. So while that's a pretty good number, I don't know if he's going to have the, the games played. In order to uh, to win a Vesna, um, I'm interested to see what Carter Hart does this year at twenty to one, and how Philadelphia make out. But um, it's probably not somewhere that I would put my money right now. And looking down the list, your boy Grubauer's there at thirty to one. I know that's got you excited. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, but other than that, no, nothing really stands out to me. I mean, Robin Leonard's there at forty five to one. But if Chicago plays the way they played last year, he's going to have to be Superman. And he's going to split the workload there. So, uh, yeah, again, same guys. I know it's not really exciting, but Flurry, Bobrovsky. Uh, it'd be interesting if Braden Holpe had a comeback year. Like, 20-1 to 1 for Holpe. He's a phenomenal goaltender when he's on. Same with Carey Price. Uh, but they've got to stay healthy, and their team's got to play half-decent in front of them.
2: Yeah, one guy that I was thinking um, I would be interested in was Devin Dubnik. Um, I think mm-hmm. Minnesota is going to be a little bit better than people think. Like, I think I'm the only person that thinks this. Um and I just, I just think he's so good. I think their blue line is so good. I think there's a chance that they still make the playoffs. And if he has a great year, I think there's reason for him to win the Vesna. But at twenty to one, it's just not long enough odds for me to really take a chance on it. Um, he, I thought he'd be lower personally. Um, and then another team I'm high on, and I think I'm way too high on them. But I'd be willing to throw a couple dollars at Henrik Lundqvist at thirty to one, uh, just because I think the Rangers are going to be good this year. If the Rangers make the playoffs, um, you know they're obviously going to score more goals with Panarin, Banjad. Um, Kako in the mix, Truba, a bunch of good defensemen now as well. If if you know, I always keep saying that Lundquist just needs one more kick at the can here um, to to make the playoffs, go for going a run, and maybe this is the year. So at thirty to one, if if the Rangers get in the playoffs and Lundquist has a good year, I think there's all the makings of him being a potential Vesna Trophy candidate. So I'm gonna you know thirty to one, I like it, uh, but I think I'm a little too high on Minnesota and the Rangers, but gotta keep putting my <laughs> eggs in the baskets, I guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think the Rangers might be good, but I don't know how much of a part Hendrik Lundqvist is going to play in it. Uh, Georgiev was phenomenal last year, I think he's the real deal. And I think, much like I talked about with Rask and Halak, I think those guys are going to split time mm-hmm. in New York. But to expand on your point about, you know, if Lundqvist can push the team into the playoffs, I'm looking at if Craig Anderson can help push this young, exciting Ottawa team into the playoffs we'll at 45-1, uh, he could get... Some chatter. Look, I think Craig Anderson is still one of the best goalies in the league. I know he's getting long in the tooth. um, But man, oh man, he is good. I don't think he's ever gotten the credit he deserves. Uh, But I wouldn't be shocked, Brock, to see the Ottawa Senators challenge. Like, I feel like they'll be in that 8-9-10 group coming down the stretch at the end of the season. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see them get into the playoffs.
2: With me saying that I'm like the only guy that's high on Minnesota, I think you might be the only guy high on the Senators.
3: I Listen, they're plus 625 to get into the playoffs right now. You've got uh, Brady Kachuk, who's put on 20 pounds since last season. You've got Thomas Shabbat, who's one of the most exciting young players in the league, anchoring the blue line. They're very young. They're very, very, very young. But they've got some skill, man. If Anthony Duclair can find his potential— a uh, young guy named Drake Batherson who played some games with them last year. They've got a ton of guys, uh, and maybe I'm high on them because I'm familiar with the Quebec Major Junior League, and they've got a lot of guys who've come out of there. But maybe, just maybe, I know some of these players that other people don't. Um, you know, they play. I watched the two games, the two exhibition games they played against Toronto this week. They're fast. They're hungry. They've got a head coach in DJ Smith who has had success with young hockey players of this uh, kind of generation before taking his junior team to the Memorial Cup when he was coaching in junior. Um, he's brought in some guys from Toronto like Tyler Ennis, I think, could flourish giving a, giving a bigger role. Uh, they've got Artem Nisimov, I think that was a sneaky add-on. Bobby Ryan, if he can stay healthy. I'm telling you, I think this Ottawa team has an opportunity to sneak into the playoffs.
2: Very interesting, um, and actually, DJ Smith is from my hometown of Windsor, which is interesting as well. Um, we like to say Windsor Alert on this podcast whenever we talk about somebody from <laughs> Windsor. So Windsor Alert for DJ Smith. It's interesting. Um, I, you know, we've talked about it um, on our previous episodes. I absolutely love Brady Kachuk. I uh, love Colin White. Um, and then this past episode was our defenseman episode. We talked about how Thomas Chabot was being underdrafted in fantasy. He should be tremendous because they're they're, they're still going to score some goals. And if you know they could surprise some people, I I think Chris Tierney's pretty decent. I think Anisimov mm-hmm. pretty decent. They've got some opportunity. Um, I'm I'm not like super confident in them, but at those odds to make the playoffs, such long odds, I think it's worth throwing a couple dollars at. And maybe you get lucky. Maybe they do push. Um, but I don't know if they end up uh, if they end up making a push. I will definitely replay this uh this conversation uh, I, over and over again on Twitter.
3: I hope you do because I I really think it's possible. Like I don't think they're going to go deep in the playoffs, but I think they will they will push to get in. I think that's uh they're going to surprise some teams and in a year or two when this core, this young core gets some experience, I think you got to look out for this Ottawa team as long as Eugene Melnick doesn't mess it up.
2: Yeah, they, somebody posted a thing on Twitter the other day about just all of their prospects. And their their pipelines are extremely deep right now. I mean, and we we didn't even mention a guy like Eric Brandstrom, who's one of the top wow. prospects in the league. Uh, whether he's or not awesome. he makes the team out of camp remains to be seen. But they've got some offensive flair there. It's just a matter of whether or not they can put it all together um, this year or, or is it going to take a couple of years?
3: And a guy like Connor Brown, who I think was very underrated as a Toronto Maple Leaf, I think he's going to play a key role there. A um, little bit, you know, they they brought in Ron Hainesy I don't. If Ron Hainesy's in their top four, that might be trouble. I think. I mean, he's getting pretty close to the end there now. Um, but you know, Nikita Zaitsev is another guy. So they've got guys with a lot of potential. That if they can unlock it, I'm telling you, man, they could be dangerous.
2: At those odds, I you know I, I don't hate the bet. Um, I don't. I'm not as confident as you, but I don't hate the bet at all. But okay, Chris, uh, thank you once again for joining us. Um, you know, I hope that all these bets that we're laying end up coming to fruition at the end of the year. That'd be great. Um, But as always, thank you. And uh, we'll, you know, looking forward to talking to you next week. Um, Not really sure where we're going to go with the podcast next week uh, since we finally wrapped up our positional previews, but we'll be in touch and we'll be laying more money next week.
3: Awesome. I'm good with no direction. And as we were chatting here today, Brock Thomas Shabbat just got extended eight years, $64 million. So I'm sure that'll be big news by the time this drops. So uh, just what I'm talking about, the Ottawa Senators, man. Look out for them.
2: Perfect timing. Yeah, breaking news in the podcast. I love it. Thanks so much. Uh and See you next week, Chris.
3: Cheers, buddy. Take care. Thank you.